Second and goal. Dalton looking at Joe. He's oh, what a catch! C.D. Lamb for a Cowboys touchdown. Kenny, I don't know if fans recognize how hard of a catch that was. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker with you on this Wednesday morning. Coming up in a little bit here, we'll do a little fade or follow on some big NFL headlines, including an MVP bet that I may or may not already have made. We'll get to that coming up. And a little bit, but Cody, we got to talk about NFL touchdown receiving leaders because a couple things. One, it's a great prop to bet on. It's a fun prop. I'm sure a lot of our audience already kind of dove into this, started thinking about it. Also, we're getting to that time of the summer where people do their fantasy drafts. So what are you thinking when you're doing a fantasy draft? Who's going to score touchdowns? We figure, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's dive into this. Give our thoughts on who might lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns this year and where the best bets are. Now, just quickly, based on last year, just to kind of give a feel for what it was a year ago, Devontae Adams led the NFL 18 touchdown catches um Tyreek Hill at 15 he was second Adam Thielen 14 Mike Evans 13 Travis Kelsey 11 Robert Tanyan tight end for the uh Green Bay Packers 11 AJ Brown 11 so 18 was the leader and then everyone else is kind of bunched up between 15 and 11 and if you look right now on FanDuel the, the favorite it's co-favorites to lead the NFL in touchdown receptions this year Travis Kelsey plus 850 Devontae Adams plus 850 DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, all plus 950. And then you kind of go down to Steelen, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, all about 11 to 1 right now. So it's it, it's it's kind of wide open, right? There's not one guy that's so far ahead of the pack. Most guys between yeah, 8 plus 850 to 11 to 1. But, Cody, you know what I like to do? I like to look a little bit down the board, right? Like not just pick out the number one guy. And we heard the, the clip there, CeeDee Lamb. We talked about him to start mm-hmm. the show off of Hard Knocks. He made that great catch last year we heard against the Vikings. Amazing catch. He's at 17-1 to right now. And you mentioned earlier when we talked about hard knocks, Cowboys are going to be throwing a lot. Not a good defense. As long as Dak is healthy, which is still an F, he's going to throw a lot. And I think Lamb's going to emerge this year. Last year's number one pick. I I like that. 17-1 to to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. I, I would I would put something down on CeeDee Lamb. Really good value on that pick. I like that pick a lot. Another pick that I, I'm i going to go with you on that, we talked about both the Cowboys and the Raiders, and for the exact same reason, I'm going to say the Raiders. And now, keep in mind, I, I fully agree and fully aware that I am a Raider fan and I always talk about the Raiders, but I honestly think this is not a terrible pick, and that's Darren Waller. Darren Waller has been uh, Derek Carr's uh, number one go-to target for the last couple of years. He's been scoring a lot of points, and we know the Raiders' defense is atrocious. The only way this team can even remotely compete is if they score 40 to 50 points every week. And the Raiders are capable of scoring that many points, provided Derek Carr also stays healthy. There's a big caveat to a lot of this. The big caveat to all of this is whether or not these quarterbacks also stay healthy as well. So Darren Waller is one of the guys, because I do think Darren uh, Derek Carr will stay out there. Well, I agree. He, you know, Derek Carr, ever since he had that back injury, it was that 2016 when he was having that great year at the back injury. He's been pretty durable. Like, he's gotten back in there. He stayed pretty healthy. He plays. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's okay, but he plays. He's a pretty durable quarterback. The thing I like about Darren Waller is, think about when I read the list of last year's receiving leaders, two of those guys, Kelsey and Tanya, are tight ends. I feel like Mm -hmm. tight ends are pretty underrated when you think about receiving touchdowns because they're big, they're physical, the red zone is typically their spot. And here's why I like Darren Waller. I think it's, it's a good pick. 
he's not just a red zone target. Like he had 145 targets last year. So, and he had nine touchdowns. So he's the kind of guy that could probably get three or four long touchdowns, right? Like 20, 30, 40, 50 yards, whatever. But also once they get in the red zone, he's the guy. I mean, who else do the Raiders have? Like Ruggs is a small, quick receiver. He's not a red zone target. The red zone target on the Raiders is, is Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Without question. And that's the thing. I completely agree with you. I think a big target for this is tight ends because they are red zone players. Um, I, I, I think that's about it. that being said, we're not we're not talking about re- receiving yards. We're talking about touchdowns. And right. I mean, tight ends are right in the mix with all of that. But that's not my number one pick. I'm looking forward to seeing what you think, who you really think is going to actually lead the league. Well, if, if I had to just it, without right, look, if we separate the odds from it and mm-hmm. we just look at the players. It's hard to go against Devontae Adams again, right? Him and Aaron Rodgers have such a special chemistry. And he didn't just lead last year. He he, I mean, he kind of left the field. He had 18, and they only played 16 games. Like, it's not crazy to think Devontae Adams could have 20 receiving touchdowns in a 17-game season. That's how good he and Rodgers are. So if you'd ask me just blind, if I had to just close my eyes to pick one, I would pick him. The only problem is there's no value on it. He's the favorite. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know, it's you think about the favorites versus the guys that are a little bit down the board. It's hard to get excited about taking the favorite. Now, sometimes if you're right, you're right, right? Like if you win a bet, you win a bet. But I would probably stay away from Devontae Adams just because can he do it again? Like it's not easy to rack up that many touchdowns again. But man, him and Rodgers are good together. Yeah, but also I'm a little worried about this whole Rodgers thing. I think that I don't know what this offseason's done. I don't know what that clubhouse is going to be like going into this season. Going forward also – we can't pretend that Aaron Rodgers is getting up there in age. You know, one bad hit could end his season very, very easily, a lot more than, it's say, a younger quarterback. And that's not me saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't the defending MVP. He is. He's unbelievable. But I don't know. I'm starting to get a little worrisome about where Aaron Rodgers is with that team this season. Cody, let me throw one at you, because I, I like to look way down the boards sometimes. Like, where's the long shot? Where's the long shot that might, might hit on this? There is a player right now, and, and we can go through and, and kind of count how many um, guys are ahead of him, but there's a significant, I'll put it this way, there's a significant amount of players ahead of this guy in terms of the odds, including, like, Antonio Brown has better odds than the guy I'm about to mention. Antonio Brown's not leading the NFL in receiving touchdowns this year. He's Julio not even going to be third on his team. No, like, come on. Julio Jones, who is still a great player, but he plays like 75% of the time now because of injuries. He's not going to lead the NFL in touchdown, in touchdown receptions. He's ahead of this guy on this list. Cody, at 90 to 1, George Kittle is an interesting play. George Kittle, I think people are forgetting because he got hurt last year. The Niners had a bad season. Kittle got banged up. George Kittle is a monster. And now he has two talented quarterbacks. Like you said it earlier, you have to have your quarterback stay healthy. Well, guess what? Do the Niners really have to have Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy? If he gets hurt, they have Trey Lance, the third pick in the draft, waiting He's more than capable of playing with Kyle Shannon at a high level. If G- if George Kittle stays healthy at 90 to one, I am putting a flyer on that. Like, why can't he have 13 or 14 touchdowns? He's George Kittle. I'm blown away that actually it was 90 to one. That's that's an actual absurd value. You should absolutely, I would just throw money at it just to throw some money at it, just because you know those odds are going to change three weeks into the season. Yeah, I mean, like he can have two or three touchdowns in each of the first two games. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of player he is. Now, historically, he hasn't racked up big touchdowns. It's probably part of this. You know, he was at his career high is five. But I always think touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, are a weird kind of stat because, man, you, like George Kittle can make a twenty-five yard catch and get tackled at the two-yard line. He doesn't get a touchdown, and we look at him and we're like, well, he doesn't get that many touchdowns. Well, 
he almost did. Like it's not as long as he's getting targets and he's healthy, I will I will put a flyer on him. Now, I know that the Niners are a team that likes to run the ball, and that's part of it. But man, George Kill's a good play. I, I I like it at 90 to 1. He's incredible. But then but we mentioned they do have two talent quarterbacks, but they're you know, Jimmy G, it seems like they don't like Jimmy G throwing the ball in the red zone all that much. It's like no matter what, he takes you to a Super Bowl. He's had been a pretty good quarterback, but for whatever reason, Jimmy G has the shortest leash, I think, of any NFL quarterback right now. Oh, there's no question. It, like people have been trying to give Trey Lance the job from the moment they drafted him. Like they just <laughs> wishing him to start. And we had Mike Lombardi on the other day, and, and he told us, "No, it's just it's not going to happen yet." And I I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think Jimmy G is going to be their quarterback. But but here's the thing: he has familiarity with with George Kittle, and I, I always think when rookie quarterbacks come in, the tight ends like the safety blanket for them. So I could see Trey Lance using George Kittle as well. It's an interesting one. The tight ends are interesting. You know, Waller. Obviously, Kelsey's a co-favorite here. There's a reason for that. He racks up a million touchdowns with Andy Reid's offense. Kittle, like, if, if you find a tight end you like in the red zone, I, I think back to all those years watching Tony Gonzalez. Like, all that guy did was catch touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a name that I, I, I'm i looking at all the time that I just can't help but think he's going to lead this league in touchdowns, and it's DK Metcalf. And, I, you know, going through the entire list, you know Russell Wilson stays healthy. You know he passes. He passes in the red zone. He passes long, deep to Metcalf. He's a main target. And that's a team that's going to be throwing the ball a lot as well because, again, their defense is not what it used to be. And I just really think Russell Wilson will be there every single game. He's To me, it just seems like of any quarterback in the NFL, he's just the mo- arguably the most durable. You just know he's going to be there every single Sunday. Well, he I mean, he is. He's, he hasn't missed a snap since he was drafted in 2012. It, it's amazing. Like for a guy that moves as much as he does and scrambles and, and runs around, he doesn't take big hits. He doesn't get hurt. He is. He's an Iron Man. He, he's an incredible player. Here's why I, I like the DK Metcalf play. And he's, uh, he's plus 950 right now. You know, he burst on the scene his rookie year and he kind of amazed everyone because no one saw this coming. Second round pick. I remember those stories when he was drafted, like, yeah, he's not a good route runner. He's kind of stiff. He's not really a fluid, you know, runner. He's just like this big monster, right? Then you watch the player, like no one could cover this guy, but he got better in every area his first year to second year. His targets went up from 100 to 129, receptions 58 to 83, yards 900 to 1303, yards per reception slightly up, touchdowns 7 to 10. Like it's he's not just a red zone guy. You know why he's interesting, Cody? he could have three or four bombs 50, 60 yards out. Like that's, you can't account for those touchdowns. Red zone, you kind of, you can count on some of those. You can't count on those. It's an interesting one. Nine uh, plus 950 on, on Metcalf. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's that's my number one. I just think, I mean, look at it. it just everything is right there primed for him to lead the league in touchdowns. It's just, I mean, he's just going to do it. I just really think it is. And I think Seattle's going to be a much better team than people are giving them credit for. Let, uh, let me give you one more that I think is interesting. Year two, Arizona, Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins. We saw a connection between those two basically right away. Hopkins catches everything in sight. And I feel like this is the year with Arizona. Boy, they, I, like, they've had a weird run the last couple of years with Kingsbury as their coach. I don't think he's a very good coach. And I think he kind of outthinks himself sometimes in the red zone and he's conservative. Don't you feel like this year they just got to let Kyler Murray air it out? Like, just let him go. Like, let, 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 when the game's on the line, don't overthink it. Don't kick field goals. Let Kyler Murray do his thing. And if he's throwing it up to DeAndre Hopkins, it's, there's no question to me those two could connect for 10, 12, 15 touchdowns. Like, that's how good Hopkins is. 
yeah, he's shown he can do it. Uh, Kyler Murray has already shown that he can do it. He could go out there. He's durable. He's shown that he can beat you both with his arm and his legs. I agree with you. They just turn him loose, let him do his thing. And yeah, just keep throwing the ball to Hopkins. As you said, he's guys, the machine, he's a magnet. Anything that's thrown anywhere near him, he catches. That's also a team that I think no one's paying attention to. Yes, I agree. I think they do out overthink themselves, especially late in the fourth quarter. I think they blew about in the last two years alone. I think they've blown at least five games just in the final two minutes. Uh, it's a team that I am very intrigued by, but I just don't see them doing much in that division. Well, I mean, that division is so tough. Like, yeah. if you're the fourth-place team in that division, you're a playoff contender. Like, the, the Cardinals last year, I think they were eliminated the last weekend of the season because the Bears mm-hmm. got in over them 8-8. Eight and eight. They finished in last place. Like, that – it's crazy that the worst team in the NFC West was better last year than the best team in the NFC East. It's real. It's, that's crazy. It absolutely is. And in my eyes, it's kind of a crime. I hate that we still have a playoff system that allows this. Well, you know what it's for. They want to keep these fan bases involved, right? Like last year, Washington, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys fans, we're all still watching in week 16, even though every one of those fan bases would have told you if you asked them, does your team stink? Yeah, my team stinks. Of course, these teams all stink, but we were still watching. So so let's review quickly here. I got, uh, you got Hopkins. I have Hopkins. I have, um, I missed it. I have CeeDee Lamb, George Kittle, and Hopkins. Who are yours again? DK Metcalf? I had Darren Waller and DK Metcalf. Yeah, Waller 17 to 1. With all those like, – really, that's what it is. You look for the teams that have solid quarterbacks or good quarterbacks that are going to stay healthy. Carr, Russell Wilson, those guys. And then you look for the teams that are going to be in shootouts. That, that's really where you got to go, which is why, you know, you look at some teams that have good players, good receivers, but – like, are they really going to lead the NFL in touchdown catches if the game is tight late or they're winning late and they're going to run the football out? Like, that's that goes into this too. Like, the situation plays in it. Like, Stefan Diggs, great player, led yes, the league yeah. in receptions last year. But if the Bills are blowing everyone out by 10 or 14 points in the fourth quarter, he's not getting that extra touchdown late in the game. No, no, he's not. And I agree with you. I think there's just a lot of extra, there's a lot of variables here to actually put out this mathematical equation that leads to most touchdown catches. It's just, it just is. There's defenses, there's offenses, there's quarterbacks, there's health. There is, you know, playoff contention actually factors into this as well. So there's so many variables that it's actually kind of interesting to see how you can break this down. And I'm very interested to see how it ends up at the end of the season. Yeah, and your teammates too. Like, the, look about the Titans, right? The AJ Brown's awesome. I love AJ Brown, but Derrick Henry steals a lot of touchdowns, mm-hmm. and now they have Julio Jones, who's going to steal some as well. It just it makes it hard for AJ Brown to lead the NFL in touchdowns, even though, like on paper, if you asked me like to drop the or write down the five best receivers in the NFL, I'd probably put AJ Brown on that list. I mean, that guy's awesome. And on another team in a different situation, I might take him to lead the NFL in touchdowns. But the situation, like you're saying, Cody, it matters. It's not just who's the best. It's like like on the Packers or right, with Rodgers. It's Adams. He's always looking for Adams in the red zone. That's why he's the guy. Yeah, every single time. And I even stayed away from mobile quarterbacks, just like you said, stealing touchdowns. They'll run and they'll score their own touchdowns. We got a lot to get into. Beck UL Daily right here on the Beck UL Network. Colin Dunlap out in Pittsburgh will join us next hour. On the other side, are we going to fade or follow some big NFL stories and an MVP bet that I may already have put a big, big wager on? We'll talk about that next right here on the Beck UL Network. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that and plenty more. Derrick Henry still going. 
stays in bounds. He might go 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker. As um, I'm really glad we did Randy the Ram Robinson talk there. That, that's if that was that was the whole purpose of our last segment. I'm good with that. So that was a fun breakdown. Our top five sports movies of all time. We both mentioned The Wrestler. You didn't put it in, but you thought about it, and I had it in there. The Wrestler's a heck of a movie. It's a heck of a movie. I just, it, I, I fell on the thing on whether or not I want to qualify wrestling as a sport, and I chose not to. Yeah, and I chose to do it. So that was our top five. Check it out. So check out all the podcasts of the show. You can find them anywhere that you find your favorite podcast at BetQL. Search it there, and uh, we put down all the segments every day. Coming up later in the show, Lightning Bets. But not a whole lot of reaction out of you out of Slapshot. Have you not seen Slapshot? I have seen Slapshot. Well, I, we the, the segment was kind of, we didn't have much time left. I, I, True. I, I mean, if we need to do a full segment on Slapshot tomorrow, we can do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I wanted to make sure we had enough time to touch on everything we needed to, including what's coming up this hour. Brad Powers, we'll talk all things college football in about 20 minutes. And of course, Lightning Bets, uh, our props and our picks for tonight's games coming up. But Cody, earlier today, we talked about who might lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns, the odds and our picks there. How about rushing touchdowns? Again, this is that part of the year where you're kind of looking at props for the season coming up, and we're all invested in in some of these markets. And also, it's that time of the year where fantasy drafts, like I have so many of these emails out right now, like, will you join my league? Can you join that league? And like, I love fantasy football, but like, I don't know how to say no to some of these. I'm probably going to join a bunch of these leagues. So I'm, 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 my brain is like, all right, where are the touchdowns coming this year? Let's hit last year, and then we'll look at the odds for right now. So last year's leaders, Derrick Henry led the NFL in rushing touchdowns, 17. Alvin Kamara, 16, was number two. Dalvin Cook, 16. Cam Akers, who we know is now out for the season for Los Angeles Rams. He had 12. Nick Chubb had 12. And your guy out in Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs, had 12. So 17 was the leader last year. Uh, And then the following guys were 16, 16, and a few guys at 12. The odds right now, the leader, the favorite, is, of course, Derrick Henry. He's plus 500. Dalvin Cook, plus 600. Jonathan Taylor, who really emerged in the second half of the season last year. For the Colts, he's plus 600. Nick Chubb, plus 750. And then you have Christian McCaffrey, 850. Again, coming off the injury last year, McCaffrey's season was changed. When you look at this, Cody, is it as simple as how do you bet against Derrick Henry? Like I, Every time we talk about rushing things, right? rushing leader, touchdowns, I keep wondering when the year is that the wheels are going to fall off because it happens to every running back, right? Every, every mm-hmm. running back, it happens. I just wonder if Derrick Henry is just built different, if he's going to have another couple of years like this. Because, man, doesn't it feel like he gets stronger as the season goes along? The more carries that guy gets, the stronger he is. It's unbelievable what he can do on the field. I mean, just his speed, his power, he's he's this perfect combination. He, he's honestly like he's he's Marshawn Lynch, only Marshawn only stays all throughout the year, there is no stopping him. Like Marshawn Lynch, who was unbelievable, I honestly think Derrick Henry's better. Like, Derek, like it, I've never seen a running back take over a game the way Derrick Henry has these last two years. And it feels like late in the season, like when he knows, you know, he wants to get 200 yards in the game or he's trying to get to 2,000, like he will just turn it up a notch. Like, and in his speed, you know, for a guy that's that big, he's really, really fast. Like, he will just jet past defensive backs. I'm like, they can't catch this guy. And he's way bigger than they are. 
So Henry's at plus 500. But again, that's like taking Travis Kelsey to t- get the you know the leading touchdowns. It's he's the favorite, right? The value's not really there. You kind of mm-hmm. look down the board. Let me throw a couple at you that that I think are interesting for this season. Cody Antonio Gibson with the Washington Football Team, he is really good. I think he's underrated coming out of college. And I heard something the other day that the that the Washington Football Team wants to kind of turn him into their version of Christian McCaffrey. Ron Rivera mm-hmm. was in, was in Carolina when they had Christian McCaffrey, and now he's in Washington. Man, if they're turning him into that, you know what that means? It means the ball is in his hands all the time. The only way I think he doesn't have a ton of rushing touchdowns is if he happens to take passes into the end zone and gets receiving touchdowns. But here's what I feel. Antonio Gibson's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. So just on that, 16 to 1, I think that's worth a flyer. I I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and I think they're going to lean on him to score a lot of their touchdowns. I got another name for you that I feel like no one is paying attention to. Had a sneaky, incredible year last year and got himself a nice little extension, and that is Aaron Jones in Green Bay. I'm a big Aaron Jones fan out of El Paso, Texas, UTEP player. Uh, He's just – everyone sees that offense as running through one person, and that is Aaron Rodgers. And because of that distraction, Aaron Jones is going to be able to just score a ton of red zone touchdowns. I really think Aaron Jones is going to be a massive force to deal with this season. Well, and he and he's a touchdown monster. You look at his career. So he's been in the NFL for four years. And obviously his first year, kind of, you know, he's a late round pick. He was just kind of getting his, his footing under him. But if you look at his career now, He's been in the NFL four years. He has 37 rushing touchdowns. He had 16, led the NFL in 2019, and he had nine last year. And he also has racked up six receiving touchdowns. So he has 43 touchdowns in in what basically is three years. Like, he didn't really do much his rookie year. He's kind of a part-time player. That's a ton of touchdowns. Like, that means you're almost guaranteed double-digit touchdowns with Aaron Jones. He's he's an incredible fantasy pick. And he also is a – what are the odds on Aaron Jones? What did you say they were? Uh, it looks like it's plus one, uh, 1600. Yeah. So 16 to one to win the NFL, you know, rushing leading touchdowns. That's, that's an interesting one. Let me go a, a little bit more down the board. And I usually don't do this Cody. Cause I always feel like when running backs do have that fall, they usually don't come back. Mm-hmm. And in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott has had his fall. He's not the same player he was three or four years ago. That's obvious. In his rookie year, I thought he was the best back in the NFL. He's not that good anymore compared to that. But I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I'm seeing him talk about the shape he's in, and he looks like he's in good spirits. And I just wonder if the Dallas Cowboys are going to just kind of use him up one more year, right? Like give him a ton of carries one more year, and then if it's over and he's done and they have to cut him, whatever, he's a running back. I I could see Zeke having one more big season. And when they're in the red zone, Zeke Elliott's still a good option. He's 20-1. to If they're passing the ball to get in the red zone, they hand it to him. I can see Zeke Elliott putting up 12, 13 touchdowns, even if he doesn't have 1,600 yards, more like 1,000 yards now, he can rack up touchdowns in the red zone. It's absurd what a year and a half can do. A year and a half, he was in that contract holdout, and you know, you, you got you got uh, you know the the owner of the Cowboys. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, help me Jones. out, Jerry Jones. Thank you. What is wrong with me? I must I must have been having a stroke. Apologies, Jerry Jones going out there talking to the press, saying, "Oh, Zeke, who?" And Zeke's down in Mexico doing running running routes on the sand. It was, and now we're talking about. Can he have a big year, and are they going to cut him next year? This is just an absurd thing. Yeah, this is a guy that can absolutely destroy a red zone after after Dak passes it down the down the field long. I mean, this is it's not a bad pick. It's pretty good value for that pick as well. You know, I I just I like it. I like that pick a lot. 
Yeah, I, I'm in on Zeke at 20 to 1. I'm going to throw a long shot at you, Cody. So, you know, you go down the board and, and you always try to pick out like who the running backs are they're going to pop this year and maybe who's under the radar. There is a player that last year had over five yards per attempt on a team that's pretty high profile. And yet I feel like when I say his name, people will be like, oh yeah, who's he play for again? Damian Harris, the running back from the Patriots, averaged five and a half yards per carry last year. And here's what I know about the Patriots. When they get in the red zone, they're not fooling around. If Cam Newton's the quarterback, it's either going to be him running it in or it's going to be the running back behind him. And with Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones might actually turn out to be a pretty good quarterback, but I don't think the red zone is where he's going to make his money. Like he doesn't have that big, strong arm. I think they're going to run the football behind a good offensive line, the red zone. You get 50 to one on Damian Harris, 50 to one. And last year he started to really take a lot of carries like week 12, 13. Then he got hurt. I think people forgot about him, but I'm looking at Damian Harris. I think he could go over a thousand yards and I wouldn't be surprised at all. If he has double digit touchdowns at 50 to one, Damian Harris is an interesting play for rushing leader, rushing touchdowns leader. I like it. Especially I like the value more than anything else. But one question I got for you, and it's a name that I keep looking at, because every time I look at running backs, I look at this and it's a name you already brought up. And that's Christian McCaffrey. What did we really expect out of Christian McCaffrey? I'm a little surprised that it's uh, plus 850 right now on him considering the injuries and coming back. But that seems like an offense that no matter what has to run through Christian McCaffrey. It has the, to this point, if he stays healthy, there's no reason he couldn't lead the league in the, the rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, if he stays healthy, I, I, you, I think you can make the case. He's the most dynamic offensive weapon in football. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, think about the year he had a couple of years ago. He, he, he's the only player in the sport. Maybe Kamara could do it too, but that you could legitimately say, Oh, he could run for 1500 if he wanted, or he could catch a hundred passes. Like he's, He's that guy. I, I love Christian McCaffrey. I just do. You, I wonder if they try to protect their investment a little bit. He got hurt already last year. Did, did they pull back the reins and say, you know, you're our guy, but do we really need to give you the ball 30 times a game? I just, I wonder about that as he goes, you know, past the injury. Another guy, Cody, that's in the same realm is Saquon Barkley. It's like we've forgotten about Saquon. He got hurt last year. The year before, he had the ankle issue, so he wasn't quite as dynamic as he was as a rookie, but. Remember the, the way we talked about Saquon Barkley when he came out of Penn State, when he was drafted number two overall? It was like, this guy's the next superstar running back. And I, I guess he's lived up to it, right? He's He's been really good when he's on the field, but I feel like people are forgetting about him. He's 18 to one. I wouldn't bet against Saquon Barkley. Like, if you told me right now you have an 18 to one ticket on him, I wouldn't call you crazy, Cody. I don't know if I'd bet it, but Saquon Barkley it's never a bad bet to bet on that guy to, to do good things in the football field. All he's ever done has been the best player on the field, basically wherever he's been high school, college, you know, when he got to the giants a couple of years ago, the only thing that worries me is that offensive line. Is that offensive line is going to hold up or is it going to be like graham crackers for him? Like I feel like him and Daniel Jones are constantly going to be on defense while trying to be on offense. Well, that's why the giants stink. That's why, yeah. that's why they're not going to win as many games. as They think they are Cody. What about your guy, Josh Jacobs? in uh in las vegas so you know he had 12 touchdowns last year seven as a rookie so he's been he's been a pretty dynamic mm-hmm. you know, touchdown guy early in his career here's what's interesting about him for me like with mccaffrey with kamara even even aaron jones you know what i worry about if i'm betting rushing touchdown leader i'm worried they're going to get a swing pass at the 14 yard line and they're going to run it in for a passing reception touchdown right because they catch mm-hmm. the ball so much josh jacobs does not catch the ball he's not a pass catcher he's a running back so it's like the one thing I'm certain of, if he gets 12 touchdowns, they're all rushing touchdowns. 
Yeah, and I think it's a very good pick. They, you, you've seen that they like going to him, and uh, clearly Carr doesn't mind going to him as well. Carr is a guy who's going to throw for a lot of yards this year, provided he stays healthy and on the field. And if when they get down to that red zone, I will say Derek Carr is not the greatest quarterback in a red zone situation. I feel like he dumps the ball too easily, uh, just gets skittish too easily. There's a reason why the, the, the Raiders are always kicking field goals. and and quite. There's a reason why Travis Janikowski has had the Hall of, had the Hall of Fame career that he did let's just put it that way well if you're right about that yes he, he, he's had that career and he's been great at, let, i'm gonna throw two all right i'm gonna throw two really long shots at you and you tell me if i'm crazy in my thinking okay and i i, I already imagine you saying again with this but just let me hear me out 75 to 1 on lamar jackson 100 to 1 on jalen hurts you could throw kyler murray in there too my, my point is the running quarterback right the mobile quarterback that runs for touchdowns. Could, couldn't you see one of these years, Lamar just running for 13 touchdowns? Or if Jalen Hurts is good, he gets 10 or 12 rushing touchdowns instead of throwing the ball because that's the kind of, like, remember when Cam Newton won the MVP, when Cam Newton was great? He used to run for like 12 touchdowns a year. They're interesting mm-hmm. at those odds. Hurts, I'm not ready yet for. I'm just not, I need to see it first. That's all. Where Jackson, we've seen it. We know what he can do. That guy could run in for 15 touchdowns himself quite easily so Lamar Jackson I think there is some actual really good value in that and that's the only reason why I'm down on Hertz I'm not necessarily down on Hertz it's more I need to see it before I can honestly make that pick I just can't justify making the pick where Lamar Jackson MVP two years ago that guy can handle the game himself yeah and I I, like Hertz is a different runner he's more of a powerful runner but with Lamar and Kyler Murray you know what those guys could do they could be at the 50 yard line scramble and just get to the end zone like they they are dynamic, fast runners. Like Lamar Jackson, when when uh, when Joe and I talked about the rushing leaders market, like who could lead the NFL in rushing yards a couple of months ago, whenever we did that, Lamar Jackson's interesting there too. Like he's just he's in the open field. Lamar Jackson is unstoppable. I don't know if Lamar can throw for a first down when the guy's wide open because he misses so many guys because he's not a very accurate thrower. But man, I. I Who's a, who do you think is a better runner as a quarterback, Michael Vick or, Le, or Lamar? I, I think it's Lamar. I really do. And I, I, I may, but it also might be a thing that it might be like uh, just how long it's been since I've seen Michael Vick in his prime. But every time I think about Lamar Jackson, I just think about 60 yard runs that he was making two years ago where no one could touch him and he made it. It wasn't that he just did it. It was how easily he did it. Yeah, I mean, he's led the NFL in rushing yards per attempt the last two years. He has basically 3,000 yards in in three years. He's been a quarterback for two and a half years. He has 3,000 yards rushing. Like, he is we, – we've. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. Vic could be that, but then he got hurt. He stopped running. They wanted to throw more. I like how the Ravens are like, hey, Lamar, just run. Listen, you, you see an opening? Just go run. We'll figure it out. Go score a touchdown. It's a fun market. I, I, I do think there's some value here if you look down the board. Damian Harris, 50-1. to 1 to lead the NFL in rushing yards. Let's talk some college football on the other side. We're going to talk to Brad Powers, one of our college football guys, about the season, win totals, teams to watch. That's up next. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, this is BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BeckQL Network.